0: I'm Steven
1: and I'm Allison.
0: This past summer we moved our four kids, three dogs,
1: and a fish
0: across the country from small town North Carolina to the valley in Los Angeles. Join us as we try to keep our sanity with late night chats, snacks after bedtime, and together we'll find peace in the valley. It's good to be back. Well. To everybody else, anyways, I mean, Allison and I have been have been having conversations with each other mm-hmm. since our break. But believe
1: it or not, we actually do talk even when we don't record it.
0: That's true, and and, and it's and it's more convenient that way to not have the microphones in our face for <laughs> daily conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm cut out for reality TV.
0: Oh goodness, no! I, I couldn't have cameras following me around all the time. <laughs> like I would just. I can I can see how some people get portrayed in certain lights because, uh-huh. like, all that pressure around all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I wouldn't be my best self.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely not.
0: Yeah. Either that or I'd just be the blurry-faced guy because I wouldn't sign any of the papers, you know, <laughs> the guy that shows up every other episode or something just standing in the background or something. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> But yeah, we, so we, you know, we, as you may have noticed, uh, if you follow along with us here at Peace in the Valley, we've, uh, been away for, um,
1: 500 uh, years.
0: Yeah. A while, uh, about a couple of months or so. Um, we took some time off because COVID hit most of the house. Somehow I managed to not get it, uh, which is still pretty miraculous. Yeah. Um, And so we are now back to um, make good on the trailer I sent out back in February to uh, say we were going to tell the story of how Alice and I met and fell in love. So uh, we will be doing that today. So happy late Valentine's Day uh, to everybody. (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, consider this to be like that sort of um, price markdown of Valentine's candy, you know, you can get at uh, your local uh, drugstore or something. Uh, the day after Valentine's Day. Right. So, so, you know, that can A discount love story. Y- y- you know what? But it, <laughs> the discount love stories taste better anyways. If you feel like you're getting you're getting a better deal. So yeah. I just want everybody to remember that. Train your right. ears to remember you're getting a better deal yeah. with this episode than you would have if it had come on time.
1: Yeah. True. True. I don't know if I really want to equate my love story to stale candy hearts, <laughs> conversation hearts. But, you know, it's fine.
0: I, yeah, um, Okay, so, you know, that that analogy didn't stick 100%, but... um,
1: (laughs) Nevertheless, we're we're happy to be back, and we're sorry we're late. Yeah. But, yeah, so it started as, like, a kind of COVID pause because Mm -hmm. of sickness and stuff, um, and then trying to catch ourselves up on work and school and everything after being down for several weeks. And then that kind of just developed, though, into us really talking about what we want this podcast to look like. And I think in our excitement about podcasting with you all, (laughs) we maybe were rushing through the process. um, And we started to feel this pressure to like crank out the episode every week and edit really fast so that we got it up. And we were like, we really want to actually slow down so that what we're putting out is everything we hope for it to be.
0: Yeah, I think I'm definitely guilty of, like, focusing more on the presence of the content than Mm -hmm. the content of the content.
1: Yeah, and so we've just kind of given ourselves the grace to slow down, rethink about what we are envisioning, even some, stay tuned, but spinoffs of our podcast um, into some niche little topics. This should be fun. And all of that. So, Moving forward, our our hope is to have a schedule for you guys, but also to allow ourselves the grace to slow down when we need to slow down, be off weeks when we need to be off weeks, so that we can ensure the content we're putting out is quality for you guys.
0: Yeah, so um, we appreciate your advance grace on that. Yeah. And um, for... Sticking with us with what we put out and, and trusting, you know, that yeah. when we're putting things out, it's because we want to give you the best
1: of us. Yeah. And, I, I mean, when I say quality, um, don't expect any award-winning stuff here, but, you know, just something we're proud of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still going to be our same lame and kind of quirky selves. Exactly. But,
0: I mean, that's why you all come here, right? I'm, I, that's the right. impression I got.
1: And when we say you all, we mean, like, our moms who listen to yeah, this podcast. Yeah, Mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 no, but anyway, so yeah, so that's where we are. We're kind of regrouping, rethinking, and trying to do better. So yeah. thanks for waiting out with us, and I hope to be more consistent and higher quality moving forward.
0: Yeah. So uh, without further ado, I think we can get into our regular sort of uh, episode talk stuff. So well, first of all, snacks. Yeah. Um, because that's what we do here.
1: Snack and chat. Snack and chat. Without our children around. Yes. Woo-woo.
0: So when we got to California, we've noticed, you know, a higher prevalence of, this is going to sound really niche here, I guess, but I don't know, but (laughs) breakfast burritos?
1: Yeah, they're on, like, everyone's menu. So we're like, I love a good breakfast burrito. But usually when we're thinking about, like, a meal when we're ordering out or something, I'm not like, let's get a breakfast burrito. Right.
0: Yeah. Because – yeah, I mean, I do, I do love breakfast in the evening as right. one of my. It's something I really enjoy. But even when we do that, I, I don't find myself landing in the breakfast burrito area.
1: Yeah, but they tonight. always look so good they on do. the mini. So we were like, yeah, we probably would never order it for ourselves for dinner, but it would be a good podcast snack. Yes. So, we so ordered we one are. called the one because you know that goes along with a love story. Yeah, the one, the one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So Pulled my
0: finger up in the air. I like the little boy in love, actually. <laughs> yes. Here's the one.
1: So we ordered the one and split it in half, and it was delicious. Yeah, it was
0: great. And it came with... Tell me the name of that sauce again. So uh, like I think s- it
1: was a sriracha aioli. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and man. So, yeah, um Yeah, I'm excellent. still actually eating that, but, but yeah, so far it's been super tasty. Yeah. It has egg and chicken sausage and bacon and Potato. potatoes. An and
0: underrated and, element to any uh
1: uh-huh. yeah. And that it's like clear like a house made tortilla and yeah. so yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah. A definite good snack? mom and dad snack.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And it was super huge, so splitting it in half was still a Fill legit egg. snack.
0: Yeah, absolutely it was.
1: Yeah. So that was Anyway, yep.
0: A good companion for this this episode. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yep. So, anyway, I think we're going to get into our love story, but I think um, I wanted to just give a little, what's the word? Precursor? Disclaimer? (laughs) Yeah. Before we get going, and... That is that our love story definitely intertwines with other people's lives. And while we wholeheartedly believe we are the one (laughs) for each other, and so thankful that the Lord brought us together, we don't negate the fact that other people's (laughs) hearts matter. And we'll share more on that as we get into it. But just know that as we make much of our love story that we don't make light of, any hurts that we may have caused other people along the way to finding one another. And I think that's an important thing that we can sometimes neglect in talking about finding the one
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) is that, you know, we're like, we just kind of think like, oh, well those other people, you know, weren't the ones they didn't matter, but they do obviously matter. Right. And their lives matter. And sometimes we hurt other people and the heart breaks (laughs) and along the journey to finding the person that you want to spend your life with, they they matter, and we're mindful of that, and don't make light of that in our story. So we just wanted to say that before we get going, so that um, you know that our hearts um, acknowledge any hurts along the way.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, <clears throat> in the telling of any story, there's always you know other people involved than the primary focus of where that story is being told and is coming from, and. So we're 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 not trying to be dismissive of that uh, in the telling of our story. Yep. You know where where to begin, <laughs> Allison? I mean, because Allison well, and I were in different places back
1: in uh, the early '90s when I was a baby and you were a teenager. <laughs> 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 there were apparently sweet older ladies at First Baptist Church who knew Oh man we were destined to get married.
0: Yeah, let's 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 talk about that for a second. Um, <laughs> so Ken Out of the Bag, for those of you who who don't know Allison and I very well, there I mean there's a, a menial age difference between us. We're sure as, as an seven, adult
1: as adult people it's a non it's non issue. It's a non factor yeah. of of age difference.
0: Except for maybe when we talk about old TV shows or old music or something. And I'm like, don't you remember that, babe? And you're like, huh?
1: Even that, I wouldn't say as much because my siblings are all That's your true. age. And so That's I'm true. like, yeah, I really so, do remember that.
0: So I'm seven years older than Allison. Um, right. And we, yeah, I mean, we. I'm going to jump around just a little bit um, briefly. So, you know, we, we started dating when she was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah so we um, but we
1: knew each other yeah, before that because his dad was a pastor at my church when I was I think starting when I was in middle school yeah and so when I'm in middle school the seven year age difference is quite that is significant a yes and so later when we got together and everyone was like I knew all along y'all were gonna get together we were like, you know what like, that's you... really creepy yeah if you were thinking that yeah so, because we
0: didn't think that yeah that no, no one should have
1: been thinking that's no. right it's that, very creepy
0: that makes me feel strange <laughs> so um but yeah. i
1: think it's just one of those things people like to say you oh know? yeah
0: yeah I, I mean i know they meant well but boy i wish they'd just
1: process that for, for a second.
0: second yeah before yeah, coming out with
1: like, like, no, that no you, you surely didn't no you surely didn't.
0: please not. tell me you didn't know that all along because yeah. no mm-mm, that's that's not mm-hmm. okay
1: yeah, don't pair me up with an adult when I'm a child. Um
0: and vice versa. <laughs> my goodness.
1: Um, but yeah, so that was my joke start to this whole <laughs> shebang. But in reality, so I only really knew of Steven as like, let's be honest, the less cool Sandridge son. Sure. Who would come.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean in 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 fairness. You and I had not really had a lot of one-on-one interaction, right? And my older brother, mm-hmm. um, he's 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 gifted in a lot of ways that I'm not. Um, and one, he's really musically talented. Right. Um, he's a he's a guitar player, singer. He's a worship leader. Yeah. And um, he had done he led some worship at some mm-hmm. of the youth camps and stuff. So your first sort of introduction into the non-pastor part mm-hmm. of our family would have been him. At camps, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like David had a vibe back then that was like the the cooler older brother in like a million sitcoms, you know, like with like slightly longer hair, right? And he plays guitar and he like comes in like um like the older brother on Boy Meets World or. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, that's probably not even. Sorry, David. Did you, did you but, ever
0: watch the show Daria? Yes. on TV. You know, like, Daria's best friend had the older brother that uh-huh. she was always kind of crushing on. I yeah. think his name was Trent or something. Yeah. I see him more uh, in that time, uh-huh. maybe more as a Trent than uh, Corey Matthews' older yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, him. he definitely
1: wasn't, like, goody-goody like that. I, I don't
0: think there's a one-to-one description of no. who he was. But, but you know
1: what I mean? Like, sure. he just, like... You what know, had the cool vibe, right? Yeah. And so he would, like, pop in and out. And...
0: David, I still think you're cool, by the way, man. Just just so you know.
1: Right. I shouldn't say it in the past tense. We're saying David past
0: tense because we're talking about that time has
1: a cool vibe. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so, you know, whatevs. And so he would come in, and then you were away as well. And you would come in, and you had a uh, not...
0: I was not cool. Okay. And I mean, I, I don't know that I ever was cool. <laughs> so I was in in college... Uh-huh. Uh when you, you know, we're we're getting to know everybody and stuff. And so yeah, I no, I wasn't cool. I mean I was I, no, was dorky. I mean
1: you weren't anything like it wasn't like I had any I just didn't have an opinion, you know, yeah. because like you just came in and like, okay, there's just another person sitting with your mom and Matthew. It
0: was kind of vanilla. Yeah. 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 No, so no, I mean I was fine. just
1: like, Okay, that's that one. You know, um so that was my music, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> That was my whole knowledge of you. Sure. You know? And so then it wasn't until I was in high school that I really started to get to know you. Yeah. Older high school. So when you were graduating from TACOA, I was probably a junior in high school.
0: Yeah, probably so.
1: Yeah. And, um during that time both your mom and dad were sick they had cancer
0: yeah so um, i came back to live in jackson after i graduated uh, high school <laughs> after i graduated college initially I, I and to be honest it's been a long time now so the exact timeline not 100 percent on but um, initially, I was, I was thinking I would at least live at home until you kind of figure out what, ne- what the next step was. And I graduated with a degree in broadcasting, so I was uh, working a little bit in the nearby town, like uh, interning at a radio station there. But around that time, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she she's still with us now. She's uh, survived that. But not long after that, my father was diagnosed with liver cancer. And so that, and also we, we mentioned my older brother, but there's a brother in between us, uh, Matthew, who's, um, who's autistic and he's uh, he, and he still lives at home with my mother to this day. Um, so between the needs that my brother had, and the sort of developing needs that each of my parents had. Like I just, the incentive to just kind of leave and go do my own thing really just kind of diminished a lot. So I ended up staying. At the time, at, at that point, my dad was no longer the pastor at allison's church um i should say our church i mean Mm -hmm. but but he was still active in um he had a ministry at the time that would minister to churches without pastors right so churches that were in transition or having that hard time of if if it was a messy separation between Mm -hmm. that he would go in and you know kind of comfort and minister to those congregations and help them with their transitions so that meant like sundays meant we were always like going somewhere different and I felt kind of restless with that after a while because I wasn't really long-term connected to anybody. So I decided at one point I talked to him and I said...
1: Which is like a really hard thing when you had just come out of like a Christian-oriented college where you had like a lot of like kind of brotherhood of believing guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like disconnected from a local body and you know
0: well and also too like and my heart goes out to these people but like uh, being a college single at the time like yeah that's a pretty underrepresented area in a lot of churches especially
1: when you're coming yeah out of like a evangelical culture yeah you know or still in it really yeah and And it's like there's a big pressure to be coupled up already. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because if you made it through four years of Christian college without getting married.
1: What were you even doing there?
0: (laughs) Actually, I think they give you a partial refund on tuition if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it. Uh, Yeah. It's part of the guarantee. No, kidding. So anyway, all that to say, I had a conversation with my dad about like, you know, I felt like a a burden and a a responsibility to actually get involved at a local church. Um, And so what chose uh, Jackson, where where Allison was um, and where dad had just left. um,
1: Well, and that's where your dad maintained his his membership. membership, That's true. And so I think that felt like a natural fit for you um, because that was kind of still their home, served as their home base. Right,
0: right, exactly. So um, I stayed there. I got involved there more assisting, uh, mainly like in production, like uh, the sound room, and then it was PowerPoint. I think things have evolved a little bit more technologically past that, uh, but working with a guy up there, and um, yeah, that, that was where things started, and they kind of grew from there, but after being involved there for a while, uh, I was invited to be a part of a Bible study for older teens slash like younger singles, that kind of cross-section.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think our youth group had, like, a smaller number of seniors and stuff. And so they kind of had allowed us to to join up with um, some, like, young adult and then seniors. Um, and we would have, like, Bible study and everything together, which was yeah. really good. Um, and I actually think that's a good model regardless because... It's like preparing you to kind of launch out by letting you build those relationships with people who are already launched. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it was like kind of done out of necessity or numbers or something then, but I actually think it was a really good model in general. Um, so, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, that's how we started to actually know each other right. and become friends. Yeah. And so... Mm-hmm. I was, like, in that season, I was trying to grow. (laughs) I think, looking back on it now, I was trying to, in my own power, make myself spiritually grow. And so I knew, like, all the things I needed to do, and so I was like, I'm going to do those things, you know? Mm -hmm. I had a longtime high school boyfriend who... Really wasn't walking with the Lord, you know, before he dated me, didn't go to church and wasn't involved with anything like that or in any way acknowledge walking with the Lord in his life. So, yeah, I knew I needed to break up with him um, and that would check one box for me (laughs) Um, and I needed to do all these different things, you know, and so I was trying really hard to to do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did break up with him in that i i told him we were broken up
0: okay you know i mean that seems pretty plainly yes. sad
1: but then we still saw each other in almost all the same ways oh yeah. right not yeah, awesome right? Mm-hmm. yeah so I was like we're broken up mm-hmm. and then he'd be like but i miss you and do you want to go hang out and i'd be like well i mean i guess we could but we are broken up okay and, and then he was like it's a date yeah uh-huh. And so that's how it went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well,
0: listen, you were young.
1: I was young. I was an idiot. And again, I think a lot of the decisions I was trying to make to follow Jesus were was relying on my own willpower to do them, rather than really trusting that the Holy Spirit power would be transformative in my life yeah. and so i wanted to strong arm my way into holiness mm-hmm. <laughs> and i couldn't do that sure. um, so so during the time that you and i started to get to know each other was in a time when i was fake broken up with my high school boyfriend okay. <laughs> but i really liked you you know um, i liked all the answers that you gave in bible studies um you and i were on the same wavelength which was surprising being that you were a preacher's kid and I was a former aspiring Budweiser model, you know.
0: Um. <laughs> well, listen, I was also a former aspiring WWE champion. So, like, I mean, you know, I have, hey. I have my edges, dorky as they are. True. Um, you know, so. I, I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not squeaky clean myself, uh, although I came from probably a more sanitized environment.
1: Yeah, and I think looking back on it, you were the intro to me understanding or unpacking um, my understanding of God, like that um, maybe the squeaky clean image I thought of um, holiness in the church and following Jesus, like having to fit into all these molds. I started to realize, like, here is a guy who— <clears throat> knows and loves the Lord, has been exposed to the truth of the gospel his whole life, you know, has had the benefit of living with an amazing Bible teacher, you know. Yeah. And yet he's much more real and down to earth than than what I understood to be good and godly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, probably befriending you was the beginning of me unpacking church culture (laughs) Mm.
0: um and on on the flip side of that if I can say I know I you know I know everything you just said about dealing with the relationship and you know the the honesty aspects of that and stuff but that being said I was just leaving a really um bubbled culture and you know I was seeking more authentic down-to-earth like not so neatly packaged and sanitized uh, believers. I've, there's got to be a better way to say that. I'm sorry. But, like, mm-hmm. there's, yeah, th- th- there's there's a certain um, self-filtering and, and um, putting on your best face and stuff. In in a lot of church in the evangelical culture that existed then, and, and and I'm sure still does in places now, to the point where you just don't know if you really feel like you know somebody,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that environment even that that Bible study group felt more authentic to me than a lot of a lot of the environment environments I had just gotten out of, like yeah, it, 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 where I was before, I felt like. If you were going to be God honoring, you couldn't really be too real, and and if you were being in the environments that were being really real, really weren't all that interested in in growing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with the Lord, and this really had both of those things. And yeah. and on the flip side, I'll just want to compliment you real quick. Um, is that you know I noticed in you too, like a, a maturity level that I did not see. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I know other people were in that room that might hear this, but you know there was a maturity level I saw in you and the way you handled those discussions and participated in those discussions that I didn't see in your peers. And, you know, just, just an objective observation, but yeah. that got my attention.
1: Yeah. Well, hard lives bring about rapid maturity. <laughs> hey,
0: no, I mean, that's, that's true.
1: Um, But I think, you know, you had, and if we're honest, the benefit of being able to be confident in a, in your um, place as, like, a Christian guy. right? Sure. Like, nobody's going to question that because you're Dave Sandridge's son. Right. You yeah. know? No. Yeah, no, you're right about and that. And, like, so you could have, like, a certain level of confidence to approach approach those communities and just be honest, like, give your honest answers about stuff because you weren't afraid that someone was going to question your your right to be in that place, you mm. know, or question whether or not you really were one of us yeah <laughs> because because you have questions about this topic you know right. and on the other hand i had all those same thoughts and questions that you were saying but i felt like i had to present myself in a certain way in order to be in the room mm-hmm. you know and so could i say that out loud i don't know cuz then we'll, we'll people start to wonder and so you were so refreshing to me cuz i was like oh it's okay to have to say those things in your out loud voice in the room of believers, you know? Mm. And like, praise God, that that group was a great group, right? Yeah. I think about yeah. like Michelle McDaniel, we met at her house so many times and like if anybody is an authentic and oh, real man. person, For it's real. her, right? Absolutely. And so like she was so when we think about hospitality, right? Like she she's golden. Oh, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And so not only was she, like, opening up her house and everything? But she was creating an environment where those conversations could be real. Yeah. You know? And that was my first kind of introduction into, like, small groups, like, outside of the church, right? And yeah. so, like, you're not meeting in the church, so there's not the pressure, maybe, to um, stay and do all the right things. Honestly,
0: mine, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so you're, like, sitting in someone, a real person, <laughs> a very real person's living room, and you feel a certain freedom to say and be more authentically yourself yeah and so anyway so that was kind of what was going on i think spiritually for the two of us um and in the midst of all of that we started to notice one another
0: yeah um it wasn't without its its bumps in the road i mean it part of part of the uh part of the existence of that group though was that you know we we would get together socially too as groups groups
1: mm-hmm. um so like i was starting to crush on steven a little bit and then
0: can also i just you know what you, you go ahead you go ahead you finish the up you That's
1: know fine. where i'm going i
0: know i know and i was going to cut you off and try to control the narrative my own way but you just say it it's okay hey. I'm, uh, that's yep. okay.
1: But remember, in his defense, I was a senior in high school, and he was an adult person. So
0: Yes, that's that's true.
1: I was starting to crush on him. And so when we would go places like we're going to the movies, I'd be like, I'll ride with you. And so we'd be in a car together, and he'd be chit-chatting with the guys in the car about the date that he had that weekend. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This sucks. Can I get a different car ride home? <laughs>
0: oh man i yeah so like we're at a point too in the timeline there where it was after my father had passed so like his decline uh from the cancer and his passing all was kind of happening parallel with all this um and because
1: died right before i graduated from high school just a month before may may
0: May, the end of may 2006 Mm -hmm. so um because I remember I started dating that girl, like, maybe, like, a, I don't even know if it was a month after he died. Yeah. And I think back about that. And I really, it's not so much I think about her as a person, but just, like, how that wasn't just a good, it just wasn't a good decision. You know? Yeah. No, so, not, so fresh. Not a good time. So fresh into my grief. like.
1: Uh, I- <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't a person who you had been friends with before or anything. Like, you were literally trying to start we were yeah, you knew each other we were but acquaintances like,
0: through yeah. through a better friend that i had
1: right yeah. so it's like you were really trying to build something from scratch right. when you were at an awful point and and we didn't
0: live in the same town so it's not like honestly allison i think you and i probably spent more time together than i did with her you know yeah. and yeah. Ju- just on a platonic level yeah. i mean
1: you know and <laughs> Okay, so this is actually, it's stirring up so many memories for me right now, and it's just making me laugh. I just
0: wanted, I'm just thinking in my mind, do I want to tell the breakup story or not?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, okay, before we get there, so, yeah, so I was crushing on him. I had to hear about dates, but I was still like, because the way that he was delivering the information was very like, I mean, he was mildly interested, right? So I was <laughs> like, okay, I still have a chance, you know? I'm graduating. I have a chance. I have a chance. Yeah. But then, so um, I knew his family, obviously. I've, we've already said. Love, love, love his mama. And and so my mom and I were like, you know, this is such a hard time time for her we would love to just take her out to hang out you know because she's our friend and we love her and we wanted to do that yeah. and so we like um I think we went for like for a day of shopping with your mom okay and um I want to say maybe we got a pedicure or something like that maybe I don't I did something
0: exactly. nails related. yeah I remember nails being involved in this conversation. yeah
1: and so we were out and um just chit-chatting as you do right and I had no intention of talking about you at, yeah. on our time together, but I think my mom maybe said, like, how's Steven doing or something. Yeah. I'm like, I know how Steven's doing. I talk to him all the time. You know, <laughs> so I don't need to ask that question. My mom did, though. Uh-huh. And so then your mom was like, well, and she's all excited, you know, and she's like, he brought a girl home, and he hasn't done that in forever. You know, like, he never lets us meet anybody She's that
0: makes it sound like I dated a bunch of girls and I didn't bring anybody home. Like I just didn't date a lot. Well, like remember she was thinking dorky
1: It was legit <laughs> because she got to meet her, you know? And so like she was she was making it sound and now this could be my perception because I was like cringing so hard you know okay but the way i perceived the way she delivered the information was that she was thinking this was the burrito the one you know (laughs) and i was like
0: the burrito (laughs) i was not ready for that
1: okay um Uh, we'll call back to our snack okay but anyway so i was like um what say what now um, okay so i this is that part
0: in the hallmark movie where the confusion takes place right. the part that you don't
1: like yeah so then i was just like you know what i don't even like him that much you know <laughs> i've barely ever liked him he's kind of a dork <laughs> Oh no. and um yeah so i was just like in my heart i was like Psh, forget it don't like him um
0: all the while your instincts by the way dead on
1: Yeah, that you were only mildly interested. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that was nothing personal against her either. Like, I had no business. She was
1: not the burrito. Yeah, she
0: wasn't the burrito.
1: Yeah, and and I also
0: wasn't in any position to be in a relationship with anybody at that point. You know. Yeah. immaturity, You know. So.
1: So yeah, um, yeah, that crushed my little eighteen-year-old heart. Um, Thanks a lot, Marsha. No, I was kidding.
0: (laughs) Don't say that. She will believe you.
1: No, she's definitely heard me talk about this before and good. laugh, so. Good, good. I love you. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it did, it did crush my heart, <laughs> um, So I was just like, you know what, it's fine. Um, and at that time, honestly, I was still telling myself or believing lies I had been told, even um, that, you know, like a, a good and godly guy like you would not like me and all the mistakes I had made in my life, right, and that um, we could be friends, but if you ever really knew me, that we would never be more than that, and so um, I think I, I just reminded myself of that in that moment, like, okay, you know, it was never going to work. And so that's just what I told myself, like, mm-hmm. it was never going to work. And so this doesn't need to crush you because it was a no. And
0: what's funny is looking back, because now we've been married for, um, it'll be 13 years uh, next month. Mm-hmm. And the concentrated emotion uh, in time of that, everything we're describing right now about, like, my dad dying, and then me dating, and then breaking Allison's heart—stuff all happened. <laughs> all happened in like two months.
1: It's totally fair to say you broke my heart because you weren't even in on it.
0: But. Okay, yeah, true. That that's fair, but just 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 relaying the the course of events here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because I only dated that girl for like a month. And, yeah. Um.
1: And, yeah, and it wasn't as serious as I thought it, it was. Obviously.
0: It, yeah, it wasn't. Um, but but and and I, <laughs> just to jump back, you know, to. How unprepared I was uh, in my state and my mind and my heart and everything to be in a relationship I think is probably maybe even best um, indicated by by how I broke up with that girl um, actually I, I technically maybe she dumped me but I, I don't know but, but 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 anyway you know we we had some distance between each other so um, you know it involved some driving back and forth um, on each one. And I was, um, you know, fresh into that, into the grief and, and, and grief takes a lot of different forms with people. And for me, I think it made me really numb. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I was already a pretty chill, passive personality in the first place. And so to remove passion from my personality beyond that, I can only imagine, what kind of a party I was to hang out with, uh, during that time. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, she called me one day. Um, and I think she was, you know, asking me to come see her or something like that. And and I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. And I might've even been like that, you know? And so she, she was frustrated, um with me and
1: listen i relate to that because <laughs> i you know it grates on my nerves when you say sure to i know right that- i'm like can you please be slightly more affirmative than Let that your
0: yes be yes and your no be no Stephen. right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so she <laughs> bless her heart i just i just keep thinking about myself in the past here and how i handled this conversation you were the worst i w- it wasn't great it was not my best moment. She was just like, well, when I've been in relationships in the past, like a guy's always been like, just like couldn't, I'm putting words in her mouth. I'm trying to paraphrase here. But like guys just couldn't get enough of me. Like they were thinking about me all the time. like in a I mean,
1: she was basically trying to convey that when that she's been in relationships before, like people have been
0: pursuing eager to be even. with her. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fair, by the way. A, it fair, is, a fair it is thing fair thing to say um but my response to that again um
1: heavy in grief
0: heavy in grief uh not a lot you know not a lot of super close friends mm. you know at that time and also just not a lot of relationship experience in general um,
1: right i think that's another key point here yeah
0: and um, and no sisters you know yes. not not a lot not a strong female presence in my life uh, at that point
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, outside
0: le- of your mom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a consistent, you know, presence like that. Um, outside of my mother. Um, my response to that was, well, I'm not like head over heels or anything.
1: Womp womp. Right? So. I mean, if ever there was a time to hang up the film and never talk to you again, <laughs> it was then. I mean,
0: and I can't. What I'm a jerk. I'm just in disbelief that I was just so cold and Direct. With that because I think I, I wouldn't say prided myself, but I think a lot of my communication in life has been dictated on trying to soften the blow whether good good or bad yeah. you know um, mm-hmm. to a fault sometimes and yeah. I don't think i have ever been that direct in my life yeah um, about something and that was so harsh and she was just like, well you know and to her deserved credit you know responded back with like well I don't think this is gonna work and I'm like,
1: all right yeah you were just like sure. Sure.
0: Okay. And then hung up and we never, I mean, we never talked at least, you know, I've never, I've never spoken to her, um, conversationally since, I mean, you know, we, yeah, I know. I mean, I've, again, we have mutual friends Yeah. and so it seems like she's doing well in life. So I'm I'm happy for her in that because I don't ever want to contribute to someone else's story in a, in a, disparaging way you know
1: yeah but it was just like a month of her life so it's yeah since, but right still, i know it probably was not
0: a blip on her radar
1: no yeah but um for sure you were a jerk oh yeah know? no doubt and but, so this is the thing hurt that people, is that like you were hurting yeah. and at that point i had checked out of my like romantic feelings for you because yeah. i was just like not gonna happen it's fine but i still cared about you you know yeah um i had developed all those feelings because i genuinely was attracted to the person that you are right so we're still friends and um so i didn't i think the difference between she and i is that i didn't need anything from you right i wasn't wasn't requiring anything from you yeah
0: because that wasn't the nature of our relationship
1: right um, but I did deeply care about you, you yeah. know? So she couldn't really like help you through this time of grief because she's entering into like a romantic, a new romantic relationship and she needs something from right. you. Right. You so know? there
0: were expectations on me to give right. in that situation. And that just wasn't in a place where I could give anything no. to anybody. Really.
1: Right. And I wasn't there in terms of needing something from you. I just was looking at this guy who I was like, wow, you are becoming. A different person, you know. Yeah. I, I remember when you wrote my graduation card, which would have been like <laughs> I was wondering if that was gonna come up, it would have been like just a week or two after your dad died, you yeah. know, yeah, that you wrote wouldn't. me like a, a graduation card. And I wish I had kept it um, so I could remember exactly what you said, and I can't remember it, but it was something like, I'm glad you're leaving. Basically, was, you were like, So it, I mean, you didn't mean to say it, that
0: it was a typo, but right. the typo that I made. Sent a very cold message.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like, I'm glad you're getting the heck out of here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Bye. Uh- <laughs> it, it,
0: it would have been something akin to me saying, I can't imagine life without you. And instead I wrote, I can't imagine life with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was that level of, of a mistake.
1: Oh, yeah. And it was hilarious, you yeah. know. But... You know, I knew it was a mistake just by the phrasing of the sentence. Like, I could see what it was supposed to be, you know. But at the same time, it was, in a way, representative of your attitude at that point. Sure. You know, so I was like, haha, this is funny. But also, man, my friend is, like, in a bad place because he... If this were worded slightly different, I would believe that he actually meant this message, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, because you were just you were just retreating into yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um and you know, the the like realness and stuff with which you had approached conversations in Bible study before that I admired, you were suddenly it was turning into like cynicism. You know, yeah. it was no longer like admirable answers, but like cynical and unkind answers, you know? Yeah. Um because you were angry you were angry at god for taking your dad you know um and um and i can understand that yeah (laughs) i can understand those feelings and so um i just felt super drawn to being your friend during that time um so i started calling you or texting you or making sure that you were going to join us for everything yeah um I, um, I would guilt you into every <laughs> opportunity to leave your house that I could think of. You
0: know what though? I mean, I was I was mad, um, and it was hard for me. Like, but also I felt a lot of guilt and shame to admit that I was mad at God. Yeah. Um, like I wasn't allowed to say that right. because one one because of whose son I was, but two also because and and also kind of an unspoken pressure from others, um, w- which is not their fault um i put it on myself but to be that guy yeah and see when i try to be that guy under my own power that's how it comes out right Right. and just like there was so much i didn't know and like i I wasn't a um um if you just have enough faith people will be healed kind of believer you know Mm -hmm. i'm still not really that guy Mm -hmm. um but also, like, man, just dealing with the reality that we're praying really hard for something to happen that's looking more and more every day like it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, and um, God is able.
0: Yeah, and yeah, your faith is strong enough to believe, like, well, I already know and believe in my mind that what God is capable of doing, and I'm actively watching him choose not to do it. And not only am I actively watching him choose not to, like, save my dad, but he's also – not taking him in the painless most painless way possible. Yeah. He's letting him suffer to the very end when it, when I feel like it doesn't do any good or any ministry for anybody. Nobody's in the room. He's, it's just him and me and my mom and my granny and the nurse. And like this isn't being broadcast anywhere. This isn't being written in a devotional. This isn't, you know, this stuff isn't happening. He's just suffering. Right and like, how in the world are you getting glory out of this? Yeah, was, was you know the things I was thinking at the time, and so trying to do that, and then come into these groups where we're having like a book discussion, and trying to you know, I was not comfortable with being authentic in those times because I felt I felt guilty for not being able to genuinely try to direct the the uh, temperature of the conversation to Christ, you know? Um, well, and, and I would I think say because I didn't believe it, but I just, you know, I don't know.
1: Your dad was bearing suffering unto death so well. Yeah. Right? And everything, even when he was in immense pain, when he knew death was coming, he was still proclaiming the grace and mercy of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and preaching it, you know? Yeah. And so for your dad to to go to heaven with that, yeah. you know? Then and then you're left here feeling all of this anger. Yeah. You're like, "How do I have the right to be angry at God when my dad just gave glory to God all the way to the grave?" Right. You know, and so I think you were wrestling with that too. It's like how can I say all these things when my dad did not say them? Yeah. And he obviously had more right to say it, you know, because yeah. like, of what you were thinking.
0: And I think so much of the timing of all that and stuff too, like he died two months before my brother got married. And so he never spent a day on this earth knowing his sons in a, forgive me, this isn't a perfect definition, but a truly adult context, a truly grown-up context. Like he left knowing his, his sons as – unmarried men you know Um, well and and i I don't think
1: it's like marriage is what you're you're not meaning marriage makes someone an adult but at that point you guys were still like
0: we were still living one kind of a phase of life
1: yeah yeah yeah. and so i mean you were still like kind of living in your college groups i think david was still living near where he had gone to school still hanging out with college people right You know, and so, like, in a lot of ways, you were still in that, like, early adult college phase, both of you. Yeah, yeah. He just never got to see the phase
0: change. Yeah, whether you
1: had gotten married or not, you know, like, you would have transitioned to adulthood, but he didn't see that.
0: Yeah, and I I appreciate you clarifying that, because I'm not not trying to say, like, marriage is, like, the benchmark for something. It just, that was... For you, it was. Yeah, yeah, as I say, it was the next phase of life, I mean, for both of us, really. Yeah. uh, to go to, 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 to transition into. And so, and he wasn't around for that. And he came so close to seeing that from my brother. And like, I know, he, you know, he probably would have been able to, I, I'm assuming, you know, would have performed that, um, you know, ceremony. And, um, or at least had a hand in it, you know, this is hard. So in wrestling with all of that, I, I didn't want to be outward with it. And part of the reason I didn't want to be outward with it too, is because all the people I knew who loved me, weren't saying things that were taking the pain away. There were very few people who just acknowledged that it sucked, Mm -hmm. you know? And that it's okay to feel that way. And like, that's all right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I I felt a residual guilt that like, I could be upset or resentful that my dad is no longer in pain. (laughs) That he's, you know, with Jesus now, that the place that he is now is preferable, is preferable to being with me.
1: Man. That's hard.
0: Yeah. But it is
1: true. Right.
0: Um, but it's not easy. And um, so that just, um, yeah, like if I can't say it out loud, I'll the only other thing I know to do is to withdraw. Right. Um, and so I would do that. And um, one of the things I love, still love so much about you, is it, you just were not going to let that happen. Like <laughs> Not you, a giver-upper. You were not. You were not. And I didn't ask you not to give up. You just decided That I wasn't going to give up. Um, But that's what I needed because some of my closest friends, who who I love dearly, and I'm I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a different picture, guys and stuff who had known me longer thought they were loving me better by letting me be what I wanted to be in those moments. And I get that because I think I can be that guy to people sometimes too. But sometimes you just have to trust the relationship you have with a person, whether it's a friendship or something else, Mm -hmm. to be like, no... This requires me overstepping a little bit. Not yeah, overstepping, like, but, listen, but doing more.
1: You can be a jerk. You can absolutely be a jerk. You can be mad and you can say mean things, but you are still going to come to dinner.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Allison was, was that person for me. Like, But she, um, you know, I see the memes now. They make me laugh now. But, like, the people on, like people on social media who will be like, oh, I don't want to go to this thing. But I don't want you not to invite me, though, you yes. know? I was kind of in that place, you know, because I do feel really lonely and rejected if I don't get included in things. And that's that's a that's an insecurity I have as as a person. But like Allison always went out of her way, not just to invite me to something, but to like I really I respect just as another person, but really loved about our relationship that you didn't just like ask me to do things. You just kind of spoke to me in a way that was assuming I was going to be a part of it. So yeah, you kind of where, removed um, the choice.
1: My bossy nature comes in well, to play. that's what was needed. That's true. Um, God ordained my bossiness. <laughs> 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 um, no, but, um, and I, I mean, we talked about a lot of this stuff in our grief episode and, like, um, how to love people through hard stuff. So you can go listen to that for some more. But, I mean, essentially, the, this phase of our relationship was – um, me being an unrelenting friend, um, yeah. and trying to bring you back to me.
0: Yeah.
1: So I feel like our love story is a bit long.
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot to tell.
1: Um, but I think uh, that's like that's a good thing. like because the Lord built in us a friendship first, and I think that's part of the love story, right? And so that's what we've mostly been focusing on. This episode is how God connected us um, as friends. And um, we still obviously have to dive into when you started getting the serious hots for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, that's just too much love for one episode. (laughs) So uh, we actually have a second half that we'll share with you next time.
1: Yep. So um, we hope you'll come back um, as we kind of dig into where God took us from here. Um, next week we'll be um, just really sharing how God took some really broken parts of our story in life um, and redeemed it. Um, and so I think it's a worthwhile listen, regardless of your interest in our actual love story. <laughs> 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 um, but um, just the story of how God can take our failures and shortcomings and, um, and make something good and and the glorious out of it.
0: Yeah. Part two of our love story coming up next time.